My mother's husband would take everything from me. He would horrifically and sexually abuse me from the ages of 7 to 14. He would take me places and sell me to others for his own sexual perversion. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, found answers, and a real God. Recently, we've been talking about the subtleness of sexual abuse and how it occurs in what on the outside looks like normal families, but in secret, something is going on. Now, listener discretion is advised because what you're about to hear is intended for mature audiences only. Now, sexual abuse to children is evil such an evil, and it's really orchestrated by the devil himself. If you don't believe a devil exists and you think there's no right or wrong, this story should change your mind forever. In our last show, Mark Sowersby shared with us how his father left his family at a very young age, and his mother was very wounded in her life and very focused on being with someone else. She worked really hard, ended up marrying a younger man who was 20 years younger than her. When Mark was only seven... The unthinkable happened, where this man, his mother's husband, started raping him with no real warning, started grooming him and training him not to say anything, and threatened him, if he would say anything, that everything would go wrong and it would all be Mark's fault. He was threatened with verbal and emotional abuse and was lashed with physical abuse as well. Today, he's going to talk about how it got even worse when his oppressor started making money by offering Mark to others who are into this very sick thing. The damage is real. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be able to share my testimony with you and your audience. Well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. And man, this testimony is pretty gut-wrenching. I'm not going to lie. I'm just feeling so bad for your past. And I'm so happy that you discovered healing from all of this because it sounds like that would be impossible. That's what a lot of people would think. So Mark, how long was he doing this to you until he started introducing others to take advantage of you? My abuser would abuse me probably for the first three or four years solo, if you would. And then about the age of 10, 9, 10 years old, he started to bring me to be molested and raped by other men. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. Like looking back, would anyone have known that this was happening to you? Like, what might have been some of the indicators that this was going on in your life? Well, I was withdrawn. I was disheveled. I was broken. But it's not what people were looking for. We lived in the suburbs. We lived in a nice house. Things on the outside did not look like that was taking place on the inside. So that was kind of how the mindset was in those days. Wow. So what happened on that day? Your mother's husband... He started making this like a business. Like he was not only doing it and he got accustomed to it, but he started offering you up like a service to other men. 
Can you describe what you remember that first day? Yeah, I can describe it clearly. I remember that day that I was laughed at a lot. The day started off with he abusing me himself and then telling me to come with him. He was laughing at you while he was abusing you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he knew what was going to happen? Oh, my gosh. That's so wicked. Yeah, just mocking me, laughing at me. And then he told me to come with him and he took joy in trying to get me drunk. I don't know if you remember the 70s, but they had those little beers in the 70s. And he had me drink a few, and I got drunk because I didn't know any better. Mm. And then he had a green van, and we went to a secluded place, and he left after insulting me and after you know telling me just to stay, don't leave. And I didn't know where I was. Again, I was about nine years old. I was drunk, or at least tipsy. I didn't know. Mm. And then the door opened up, and another man came in and invaded my body. Oh, my gosh. I was just almost passed out, if you would. It was just a horrible, horrific memory. So this is horrible. In, in this case, it kept happening with different men? Different men, yep. It didn't happen every day, but it was happening more often than it ever did before. So gosh. I know he was a drug user. I'm assuming that it must have been for drugs or money or some kind of compensation. <laughs> yeah. How did all this make you feel about your own worth, like your identity growing up in this horrible oppression? Yeah, I just was so afraid for anybody to find out because I thought I did something wrong. See, I thought it was all my fault. Wow. That's what a groomer does. So you're afraid. You're keeping the secret not to protect the abuser, but you're keeping it secret because the abuser makes you believe it's your fault. Hmm. You'll get in trouble. People will be mad at you. Interesting. You did something wrong. The people who love you will stop loving you. They'll be mad at you. You're going to break up the family. Wow. Like you're the cause of this kind of thing. Yes, exactly. You weren't able to see that it was him. Oh my gosh. It's just constant brainwashing probably as well. It is. You know, again, I'm a child. And I think when you go through this trauma, you build some kind of system to protect yourself. Yeah. You may not be building a strong system because you're a child. You don't know how to reason. You don't know how to deal with these things. At right. least I didn't. Right. So you're just building, holding on to any kind of thing to protect your psyche and to protect your emotions. And that's where I was. I was, okay, I'm going to put the good face on. You know, well, how'd you get a bruise mark? Uh, I fell off the stairs. Oh, how'd you get that red mark? I fell off the slide. So you would lie for him to protect him, knowing that if you didn't... Well, it wasn't protecting him because he had me believing I was protecting myself. See? Yourself. Wow, 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 wow. Jeez. Yeah, I would never do anything to protect him, but because I was groomed to believe it was all my fault... I understand there were key indicators that he was about to do the unthinkable was to rape you or send you to others to be raped. How did you know that that was going to happen? And how did it make you feel beforehand? Made me feel ugly, made me feel broken, lost, hateful, sad. And the indicators was just the way he breathed, just the way he spoke, just the way he moved. Interesting. It just was the way the lies poured out of every pore of his person. Oh my gosh. So I understand one day you managed to somehow take a huge risk and you told your mom of the abuse. How did she respond? Like, how did that go down? Yeah, you know, I did. And I couldn't take it anymore. This was bad. I ran to my mom who was supposed to protect me, supposed to honor me. And I told her everything. Now she did not know how to handle that. Yeah. And she called my abuser into the room and she had this plain conversation. And she said, you promise that you would never do that again? And he did. He promised her. And that next time he abused. So wait, so real quick. So she's like, come here. I need to talk to you. And he's like, okay, what's up? Like, did he try to lie at first or what went down? What did he say? 
Yeah, he tried to lie. He tried to manipulate what I was saying, and it's not what he said it is. Yeah, maybe I've grabbed his shoulder too hard one time. Or, and that was a physical abuse. Yeah. But what about the sexual abuse? Uh, you know, he doesn't know what he really means by that. He doesn't wow. know. But my, he gaslighted you guys right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is horrifically evil. So he's sitting there like, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that. And it wasn't and so, like that, you know. So she resolved it to see as like a he said, she said. Exactly, exactly. You know, he, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. How would a kid know that stuff, you know, that kind of stuff? And you promise never to do this again. And he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's like, sure, no problem. I promise, you know, mark you, it'll never happen again. And then the next morning. But you didn't know, because as a kid, all you hear is, I won't do that again. You thought that meant no more of anything. Exactly. But he's keeping it vague. Wow, that's so bad. So then what happened the next day? So the next day, he, this was really difficult. It was probably the hardest abuse I took because he pretended he was in a trance. Mm. And he came to me pretending he was in a trance and he began to abuse me, rape me, evade my body, beat me down. And the whole time I remember yelling, but you promised, but you promised. And the only hope I had left that would ever stop, it crushed. It was like the light going out. And I really felt like I was in the dark then. So this was like the bottom of how bad it can go. There's no more hope. Just give up. Yeah. Because it was the first time you tried to stand up for yourself and look how it turned out. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, Mark, let's stop there. I want to hear whether this made it better or worse. Thanks so much for being real and raw and what happened to you in the past. Really, this is so horrible and no child ever should have to go through something like this. I want to have you back to describe how you're delivered from the situation And for those who can't wait and need the details now, you can buy Mark's book called Forgiving the Nightmare by Mark Sowersby. You can purchase that on Amazon.com. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Hold tight. I'm going to be right back to talk about what you just heard right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What do you think about this? First of all, I know this is a lot to take in. And this is something that happened to a little boy who was enslaved and preyed upon. And no one even knew until he was old enough to say something. As I'm listening to Mark's testimony, I wonder how depraved this stepdad must have been to put his stepson into human trafficking and to think he even found customers for this sort of thing. It's so wrong. The men who paid Mark's stepdad the money, I don't know what they did to do to justify this sort of thing, but was anyone thinking of Mark? Was anyone thinking of what this would do to this small boy? Mark's identity was being pruned to allow this type of behavior to exist. 
Mark told us that he was subjected to thinking that he was nothing, no use, no purpose, just the purpose of being someone's sexual slave, to do their bidding, to be quiet. He was complying, but why? Just to survive. But I bet on the outside, he looked like he was a willing participant, obedient, never cried out for help, never resisted. But you see, he was pruned to believe this about himself. He was just a little boy. Something really stood out to me here in Mark's testimony. Here we are listening how Mark's understanding of his identity really affected his behavior. If Mark only knew who he was at this time, if only there was someone to build that value in him, to tell him that these types of things were wrong, this really teaches us that Satan's ultimate plan is to attack us. But how does he do it? He lies to us about who we are. Jesus clearly told us when he said this, when he told the hypocritical religious leaders of that day, the Pharisees, that they really serve Satan. You see, it's written in John 8, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You see, what we can derive from this ancient scripture is that all lies about who you are, they're authored from the devil. Father God, I'm lifting up the person who is coming into the awareness right now that there's some type of lie that they've been believing about themselves. Lord Jesus, reveal the truth. You said, Lord Jesus, that the truth would set us free. And I'm praying that as we come to know you, you would reveal this very fact in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.